Welcome to another episode of the Eagles Water Cooler. This is Chris. I'm recording solo. Mike is feeling a little under the weather. Mike, I hope you feel better soon, man. I know you'll be with us on the pod next time. But uh, he and I wanted to put out a podcast. It's been a little while uh, since we put one out. And uh, most recently, the Eagles uh, pull off a huge comeback victory on Monday Night Football, hosting the New York Giants uh, in a game that they absolutely needed. A few things in this game were just uh, really impressive. First, uh, the fact that the Eagles were able to come from behind, going from a deficit of 17-3 to at one point. Uh, Eli Manning starting the game instead of the Giants rookie Daniel Jones and really dealing, uh, just making the Eagles defense look terrible and uh, really playing to the narrative of the broadcast, uh, which was absolutely terrible from a viewing experience standpoint uh, and from an Eagles fan standpoint. But um, the Eagles able to bounce back. And uh, despite three quarters of really poor play from Carson Wentz, he managed to put the team on his back and uh, carry them to an overtime victory. Uh, His effort combined with uh, some other former practice squad players, Greg Ward, Josh Perkins, uh, Boston Scott. Boston Scott probably the the MVP, uh, running uh, five times for 59 yards, uh, catching six times for 69 yards with a touchdown. Um, Clearly brought a spark to the offense. Uh, And then Zach Ertz, nine uh, catches for 91 yards, uh, two touchdowns, including the uh, the go ahead touchdown to win the game, and in overtime, and just reflecting on this game, uh, it was an absolutely brutal roller coaster because the Eagles were just underperforming and struggling in every sense on defense, on offense, at home, in the rain, on Monday night, and they were able to pull it out at the end of it, and it it gave you a little glimmer of hope. Now the Eagles are significantly depleted. Uh, which is why they were playing with practice squad players in the first place uh, at the receiver position in particular. So moving uh, forward here, the Eagles still have three games on their schedule. They're headed to play Washington down in Washington uh, this weekend at 1 o'clock. And on uh, Sunday next week at 425, they host the Dallas Cowboys. And then the following week they play, I believe it's again at 1 o'clock, Uh, at the New York Giants. So the Eagles have three games left in the regular season. If they're able to get victories in all those games, they clinch the NFC East title. So despite this unbelievably rocky season uh, that has really been tough as a fan to sit through and and stick with and just uh, has been really frustrating because of what it looked like it was going to be at the beginning with uh, Deshaun Jackson and everything else and just what it has kind of turned out to be. And I guess uh, it's a combination of uh, just wear and tear and some of the injuries and also uh, just some poor play uh, and difficult matchups in places where we didn't think maybe they were going to happen this year. But um, I guess that's kind of always the case. So I wanted to talk a little bit about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, the Eagles' second-round pick out of uh, Stanford, Uh, a wide receiver who I think a lot of fans have been a little disappointed in this year, beginning with uh, the game the Eagles played against the Detroit Lions where he had a big uh, drop in the uh, end zone that would have won the game for the Eagles. And it was a play that kind of looked like some of the plays that he had made in college that were on his highlight reel. And this year, J.J. uh, has some unimpressive numbers. So J.J. on this season has eight catches for 130 yards. Uh, The numbers are what they are. They're not impressive at all. But I wonder what it's really from. I wonder if it's maybe from 
excuse me, not having enough opportunities uh, playing behind Alshon Jeffrey was the narrative early in the season. Uh, but it seemed to be something that um, he was kind of lost a little bit when he was out there or uh, the coaching didn't trust him. It, it was it was tough to really suss out what was going on there. But of those eight catches for 130 yards, five of those catches are for first downs. He averages 16 and a half yards a catch. I want more from him, just like everybody else that wants more from him. Um, but him and Carson clearly have a connection. Uh, there have been several times where Carson leaves the pocket, a place where he feels very comfortable, and scrambles looking downfield for anybody who's trying to make a play. And JJ has been on the other end. Uh, plays that I can think of that happening are uh, against Miami, where JJ had his first touchdown on the season and the only touchdown on the season so far this year. Uh, and against uh, the Patriots, where Carson is in the end zone, the Eagles are backed up as far as they can be, and Carson scrambles, throws it out there, I think it was 30-some yards to J.J. Uh, that connection, I think, is a good thing. And going forward, having spent a second-round pick, uh, despite these numbers, I think that J.J.'s in a position with these three games to go in this season as probably the wide receiver one to make a lot of plays and really restore some faith for myself as a fan. Um, because I do think there is something there. And, and watching his highlights, I was really excited uh, when the Eagles chose to draft him uh, with a second-round pick. So I'm still hopeful for J.J. I think that there's... Um, some doubt amongst other Eagles fans and, and kind of hearing things on the radio. But I guess as uh, there are still three games left in the regular season and there's been so many injuries on the team at receiver, JJ's kind of emerged as the number one uh, just by virtue of where the Eagles picked him and, and the rest of the personnel that they have, some of which are receivers from the, the practice squad, as I had said earlier. So uh, that's that's my thoughts on JJ for now. Um, Miles Sanders is another player I really wanted to touch on. Miles Sanders, I think, has very quietly through a, a very rough Eagle season uh, produced a lot this year, both in the running game and in the passing game, and I think is going to continue to be a weapon for the Eagles. Um, I think he has games where he doesn't look as sharp. Uh, he is still a rookie. I think the early tendency he had to bounce everything outside still happens every once in a while. But there have been plays this year on a couple of occasions where you could really see how special Miles Sanders is. And actually, I thought in the Giants game, one of those plays was toward the end. Uh, he kind of got caught up in a play that looked dead uh, and was almost sandwiched between uh, linemen and seemed to wiggle out of it and get a couple of extra yards. Those were crucial at that time. It wore time down on the clock and it also got the Eagles closer uh, to the line. So uh, closer to the end zone, that is. So it it looks like Miles Sanders is somebody that Carson Wentz has developed a good rapport with. It looks like he's going to be, as I said, a weapon for the Eagles moving forward. And hopefully it can be something that he can sustain in terms of the uh, run game and the pass game because as we've seen with injuries, uh, we can rely on him as a passing option even if we don't have uh, wide receiving options available. All right, I want to talk a little bit about Alshon. Alshon Jeffrey probably made one of the most exciting catches I've ever seen uh, in a football game. Uh, it, during the Super Bowl, that first uh, catch that he made from Nick Foles. And since he's been an Eagle, Alshon Jeffrey has made some unbelievable catches with his fingertips on the sideline, uh, with time ticking down, all sorts of plays that were exciting. Alshon seemed to, as I mentioned earlier, get injured in this game against the Giants. Uh, 
he's had some injury issues this season. It's thought that maybe he's been playing through injuries anyway at this point in the year most players are. Um, but he's had a long history along his career of being injured and having to miss games here and there. Uh, in addition to that, there's so much conversation about Alshon talking to the media and maybe not having the best relationship with Carson Wentz. And I don't believe everything I hear, of course, but where there's smoke, there's got to be some kind of fire. And I think there's some kind of drama around Alshon. And it's unfortunate that things have kind of turned out that the way uh, that they have. But to me, the Eagles are in a position by Howie having extended Alshon uh, that they're kind of stuck with him. There's nothing that they can really do to unload uh, Alshon's contract. And he's someone who's going to be here. So it's going to be interesting to see next year. Uh, now, if Howie can somehow finagle something, maybe he will, uh, or maybe he'll just eat the cost. I'm not sure. But I think it's, it, it will be something that he'll have to strongly evaluate and not just from a uh, football standpoint, also from kind of a chemistry standpoint. Um, I think Alshon is somebody who's capable of really great plays, but for whatever reason, uh, just really has not been the same. Uh, even last year, uh, had his moments, but obviously had that huge drop at the end of uh, the game against the Saints in the playoffs uh, that was devastating. So, you know, it's it's nothing I hold against him. Everybody, you know, is human and, and Alshon is just the same, but uh, it was one of those things where you can just see this kind of drop off that's happened since then. And maybe maybe it started with that. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, Alshon Jeffrey still has made some great plays as an Eagle and he'll be remembered for those things. But unfortunately, he'll also be, I think, when we look back, remembered for this kind of thing, too. Being that he'll be here next year, I think he's in a position where he can kind of rewrite that story a little bit if he's able to come back and play healthy and, and have a good rapport with Wentz. Uh, but I, I think that remains to be seen. And, and I think for a lot of fans, it seems kind of doubtful. It seems like it's just time um, for Alshon and the Eagles to, to part, even though it, it can't happen just yet. Uh, but those are my thoughts on Alshon. Dallas Goddard is someone else I wanted to talk about. He's a player I think has taken a little bit of a step back this year. I had high expectations for him. Uh, playing in a tandem with Zach Ertz and in this offense and 12 personnel and all the stuff that Doug talk about, talked about Excuse me, when uh, Goddard was drafted. But uh, to me, Goddard has had at least one or two plays a game, whether it's the fumble in Dallas or drops here and there, drops, drop against uh, the Giants this past Monday, um, where it just makes you scratch your head because he just seems like such an athletic guy. And his rookie year, he was making those same plays so consistently. Um, by the same token, he is somebody who at least once a game will make a play that you think, man, that, that guy's a great player, uh, especially in situations where those uh, screens will happen and the O-line is in front of him blocking and you just really see his athleticism come out. So uh, with three games to go, I think Goddard is another player who can really add to the offense that's depleted of passing options um, as somebody that Carson Wentz can use as a reliable target um, and maybe even in downfield situations. I hope that that's the case, but he's somebody this year that to me has taken a little bit of a, a step back and I, I hope to see in these last few games him step up, especially with more of a need uh, from tight ends receiving the ball than, uh, than receivers with personnel being the way that it is. Ronald Darby has never amounted to what we were sold on him being uh, as a corner, as a CB1. 
Uh, he had a poor game against the Giants. Uh, he completely whiffed on a tackle of Darius Slayton uh, during this game, and he ran in for a touchdown. Um, Darby has really kind of been a disappointment in terms of both his availability, he's had a lot of injuries, and also when he's been on the field, he's had some decent play, but he's also been uh, beat a lot and a lot of times seems out of position. He's a very fast player, that's clear, but he seems kind of inconsistent to a point where it's a problem. Uh, even in, in the case of alignment, you see a lot of uh, him and the other uh, D-backs talking about what's going on as far as the defensive scheme and looking confused a little bit and pointing to each other and, and just seeming a little bit out of sorts. So uh, Darby is somebody I think that the Eagles would be best to just move on from. Um, but he's somebody who down the stretch, I think, again, can stand to make a lot of plays uh, coming up because, again, the Eagles don't have a lot of options. Jalen Mills left the uh, game against the Giants with some kind of an injury, so Ronald Darby is probably the most experienced, best qualified corner to be playing, um, and I think he'll still stand to make some plays, but the Eagles are going to have still some tough matchups over these next few weeks. They're going to have uh, Darby would be matched up in theory, uh, against Terry McLaurin coming up this weekend against Washington, against Amari Cooper uh, coming up uh, in Dallas, or sorry, in Philadelphia against Dallas uh, the following week. And then on uh, the final game of the season, facing the Giants again, uh, would, be, would be faced with Darius Slayton again. Uh, so Darby is still in a position where he's going to face some uh, difficult receivers. And, and even if he does not come back with the Eagles, uh, is probably going to want to play well so that he can assure himself to get a good contract someplace else. But by and large, to me, Ronald Darby's been uh, kind of a disappointing player and uh, somebody I hope can play well down the stretch here for the Eagles and, and maybe for himself and for a contract, but, uh, but ultimately has not really shown to be what we were sold on him being. I want to talk a little bit about the defensive line. Uh, I think that the defensive line for the most part with uh, Fletcher Cox getting fully healthy and starting to really play well has started to step up. There have still been games where they've uh, made errors and they still have not gotten after the quarterback as much as they should have. But uh, for the most part, I think they've applied a lot of pressure, uh, even in the last game, getting sacks from Vinnie Curry. Um, Brandon Graham's been very productive. Um, so as I think Fletcher Cox got healthy, the D-line started to become uh, more productive. But from the younger players on the D-line, uh, it's exciting to see people like Josh Sweat make plays uh, every game or so, uh, at least having a game uh, here or there where you see him flash and make a play. Um, and he's somebody who, again, kind of quietly makes plays and maybe gets missed. But the Eagles drafted him in the fourth or the fifth round. If he's somebody who can emerge and be a playmaker, um, that's something that they can rely on moving forward because if they continue to use a rotation, uh, he'll be an important piece of that. Um, the other piece of that, the other uh, youthful part of that is Derek Barnett, who was injured in this game against the Giants, did not play, uh, was uh, out of the game ahead of time um, because of an injury, I believe, to his shoulder. Um, Barnett was the 14th overall pick uh, several years ago now, uh, back in 2017. Uh, he has to... A lot of Eagles fans, myself included, underperformed. Uh, he has four and a half sacks this year. He's absolutely a player that flashes and shows a ton of effort when he plays uh, as an aggressive kind of a player uh, and exciting to watch. But at the same time, 
doesn't always seem to have that production and does seem to have injuries that linger. Uh, obviously was out for most of the 2018 season uh, with an injury. So as a young player, you have high hopes for Derek Barnett. And I think down the stretch here, hopefully this injury that kept him out of the Giants game uh, will not keep him out of the, the games that remain on this year's schedule, the regular season or the postseason, if the Eagles should make it. Um, because I think Derek Barnett's an important part. He's a different kind of a pass rusher uh, in that he's not built to be a real big kind of guy. He's more um, like a stretch Armstrong, just bends around the line and is able to get after the quarterback. But it seems like when Derek Barnett plays well uh, and is able to get after the quarterback that the defense also plays really well. So he's somebody who I think if he's able to get going um, as a young player, bringing some of that youth to it, uh, I think he'll be able to add to some of those numbers and maybe be able to finish the season, not with double digits, but uh, with you know five or six sacks. I think that'd be uh, a good thing to see from him. The other thing uh, in terms of not only stats, but also production is Brandon Graham, who uh, a lot of people kind of balked at his contract uh, that the Eagles gave him in the off season to keep him uh, an Eagle for the rest of his career, um, that he is currently at seven and a half sacks. If he's able to get to 10 by the end of the season, I think that would uh, be a great thing for him. And so lastly, I want to talk about this game uh, in Washington against the Redskins, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, this game is not going to be easy. Uh, even though the Redskins are a bad team, um, the Redskins gave the Eagles a really hard time in week one, even when the Eagles had Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they, I believe, put up 17 points on the Eagles, went up 17 to nothing uh, early in the game. And... Uh, I think they pose some problems, especially their wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, who the Eagles defense in, in particular, as I said earlier, Ronald Darby has been shown to have trouble with uh, faster, uh, bigger receivers. So I think that's going to be uh, something that they try to hopefully game plan for and focus on. Um, the other thing to consider in this game, uh, obviously, as I said earlier, Alshon Jeffrey suffered an injury in the Giants game. He seems like he's done for the year. Uh, Lane Johnson suffered an injury, but it's unclear what it was. Uh, I'm expecting he'll probably be out for this game against Washington, um, which means Halapulavati Vaitai will play uh, at right tackle in his place. And Eagles fans remember that uh, Big V struggled with playing against Ryan Kerrigan uh, in his rookie year. And uh, Kerrigan may play. There's uh, talk that he may be out with an injury, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, Carson Wentz will be under a lot more pressure if Kerrigan can get after Vitae. So Vitae will need to play a great game uh, against the Redskins in order for the Eagles to win. Um, injuries that I'm curious about are uh, Nelson Aguilar was out of the Giants game with a knee injury. I'm curious whether or not he will play uh, in this game against the Redskins. Um, the other person I'm curious about is Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard has not played in a game since before the bye. That uh, game against the Bears in Philly uh, that Mike and I went to, uh, he played and played well. Uh, but it was in that game, I believe, that he got the stinger, which has now kept him out um, for several weeks and maybe more of a serious injury. But um, hopefully he plays this weekend. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not optimistic at this point. He's missed so many games. I, I think it might be a more serious injury. Um, as a side note regarding uh, Jordan Howard in particular, he's somebody I think at one point in the season, it was clear to me that the Eagles should resign him. I still think if everything else is right, that it, it 
is still a good move to re-sign Jordan Howard. But I do think that this injury is troubling. Uh, I believe he had not ever missed a game or something to that extent um, from an injury before uh, this shoulder injury that he's been suffering with since uh, that game right before the bye. So hopefully it's something he can recover from and still contribute, especially if the Eagles are going to get into the postseason. Um, because uh, the reason I bring both Nelson Aguilar and uh, Jordan Howard up uh, is that the Eagles are significantly depleted of skilled players on the offense. So they're going to be going into this game with, uh, as receivers, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, uh, Josh Perkins, who's a tight end receiver hybrid, um, and maybe someone else that they bring up from the practice squad. Um, so if Jordan Howard somehow is able to play, um, it offers up uh, the running backs as additional receiving uh, targets for Carson Wentz. So hopefully that's something that's possible, but at this point I'm, I'm kind of doubtful. Um, to talk about the run game a little bit, I think it's going to be important for the Eagles to set the tone with a run game and hopefully a combination of Miles Sanders uh, and Boston Scott. Um, Boston Scott was extremely productive in the last game. Um, hopefully they can get a little bit of Jay Ajayi mixed in there. Ajayi has really looked like a shell of himself uh, from what he was in the years that, um, or in the year I should say, that the Eagles had him. Uh, for uh, the Super Bowl run in 2017, but he's still a big body, uh, still late in games, probably not someone that defending players want to tackle. So hopefully they can get some production out of him uh, because the Eagles need to win this game as well as the other two, uh, all three of these remaining games in the 2019 schedule in order to clinch the NFC East uh, division title and get into the playoffs. So this game is just as essential as, as any other. Uh, Last time the Eagles played the Washington Redskins in week one, Case Keenum was their quarterback. Now it is the rookie Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Uh, one thing Jim Schwartz has shown he's able to do is really rattle young quarterbacks um, through a lot of pressure. And uh, I think also just the defensive line tends to play really well. I think people like Fletcher Cox and um, Brandon Graham really feed off of playing against a young player who's not as experienced and uh, is still working on reading defenses and things like that. So uh, I do think the defense will have a good game this weekend. Ultimately, um, even though I think it's going to be another very close game, I do think the Eagles win this game. Um, I'll give it a score prediction of 24 to 16. Uh, I think the Eagles uh, will hopefully be able to establish themselves in the run game, pass when they have to. Uh, as I've mentioned all podcasts, hopefully uh, Zach Ertz continues to do what he did against the Giants, and hopefully Dallas Goddard can have a little bit of a breakout game. It would be nice to see that. Uh, from him, especially with not as many options from the receiving side. But on the receiving side of things, I think it'd be great to see J.J. Ortega-Whiteside as kind of a wide receiver one have a great game and maybe have a, a touchdown or, you know, like a 50-yard type of day. Um, it would be great, despite everything that's happened this year, to see these skilled players emerge. There is a clear change in the dynamic of the offense when some of these young players were in there, including Boston Scott and Greg Ward and some of JJ, some of these other players, where there was a spark to the offense that they had been missing for a long time, maybe even since uh, that week one game um, when they played the Redskins and Deshaun was there. And it's been here and there throughout the season in games like Buffalo and uh, in Green Bay, but uh, it definitely has not been consistent. So it was nice to just see that again. These young players uh, who were some of whom were just on the practice squad are, are 
trying to make plays and trying to keep a job. So for all those guys, they're, uh, I think, a little hungrier and maybe more willing to do what it takes and, and follow what's needed to to uh, make the offense run. And, and Carson, as he said, I believe, after the game, you know, he has to be able to, to put his trust because who else is there? I mean, they, they've gotten to a point with injuries this year where – it's uh, kind of do or die with the people that they have. The trade deadline is, you know, miles behind us. Um, next season is going to be next season. And if they're able to get to the postseason, I'll have to look this up to be totally clear. Maybe the next time we podcast, um, I can I can follow up about this. But I believe if they do make the postseason that Deshaun Jackson can play, but I believe he has to wait out the first game. So if the the first game that the Eagles would play, which I believe would be the home game, he might have to wait out. I could be wrong about that. But he is eligible to play if they do make the postseason, um, which would absolutely add to their receiving core. But um, but who they have for now for these remaining three games is who they have for now. So hopefully Carson can establish enough of a rhythm with those guys and throw when he needs to. Um, he still threw the ball a lot. Uh, the other night against the Giants, even though, as I said earlier in the podcast, that uh, the targets were unfamiliar and he probably doesn't get a whole lot of reps with them. Uh, the one player in particular that sticks out in my mind is him throwing the ball kind of across the field to Greg Ward before Ward even turned around. And the ball looked like it was going to go through Greg Ward's chest. I mean, he threw it so hard um, and you know, kind of anticipated where the receiver was going to be. So I think those types of plays are going to have to continue to happen um, and hopefully you know, combine that with uh, the youth and, and the want to of a lot of these younger practice squad or former practice squad players, uh, Boston Scott included, um, that they can pull off some victories here late in the season uh, and hopefully get these few players who have been injured back so that they can be at full strength on both sides of the ball. But again, my final score is 24 to 16. Uh, Birds, Mike and I will be back hopefully in a week or so with another podcast, hopefully not as long of a stretch as uh, this last one, but uh, we'll hope for a victory on Sunday and we'll have more to talk about next time. Thanks for listening to the Eagles Water Cooler. Go Birds!